This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It's the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans on this Monday, the first Monday of 2016. I would say it's a busy Monday. Welcome in, everybody, to the Studio B here on Airline Drive, uh, the center of a lot of activity for some reason here today, um, maybe because it's the first Monday of the new year. Uh, Sean Kelly with you. John DeShazer is with me in Studio B today. Uh, are you hammering away on your cell phone? Do you, How many cell phones do you have working today here on this Monday after the NFL regular season? Well, I got two, but neither one of them is doing anything, yeah. except for uh, texting <laughs> people that I know. I mean, I mean, I mean, for us, it, it's rumor Monday more than anything. I mean, yeah. nothing is, is solid or solidified or or uh, basically rumor Monday. I mean, I think uh, I think at some point on Sunday, uh, Coach Sean Payton had been linked to every possible opening in the NFL and maybe a couple in, in at some local high schools here. I don't know, but I mean, it seemed like everything that popped up, his name was attached to. So I mean, you know, basically it was just a rumor Sunday, rumor Monday, and, and I guess you know at some point. We will find out exactly what's what. Legitimately, there's a tinge of uncertainty, without a doubt. How much of that uncertainty or how much of this stuff that you talked about from yesterday has any validity, I, I, I don't know. Um, and, and anybody who tells you that they do, they don't know no, I mean, well, okay. know, the thing about rumors, you know, rumors don't start themselves, generally. I mean, usually somebody tosses something out. Now, who threw out what, to whom, and for what purpose, we don't know. So right. that's, you know, that's what you have to... To determine and uh but other than that i mean you know right now it's all it's all rumor i mean you know uh, coach payton has spent the last two three weeks i guess dealing with speculation and saying you know look i'm i'm here i'm the coach of the saints you know what else do you want me to say and so you know until he or general manager mickey loomis or owner tom benson says otherwise you know what else is there to say about it but you know again that doesn't stop the rumors from flowing and again, you don't know where the rumors are coming from. Yeah, where is the origin? So right. you know, you know that tells you what the validity is, where the origin is. And and I get it, I get it. Yeah, it's a seven and nine season. Yeah, I um, mean, there's gonna be you know there's you know there's gonna be talking. Sure, about, yeah, sure. you can't be seven and nine and people not talk about you know your team, your roster, your head coach, and you know your your general manager. You know, there's going to be talk about a seven and nine team, and, and it, not just a seven and nine team, but also a head coach that a lot of the teams would like to have. And as of this moment, as we record today's Black and Blue Report, there's already five openings in the NFL, probably going to be close to seven or eight by the end of the day, possibly. So, look, um, it's a it's a two-way street. One, yeah. one things didn't go as well. Yeah. And, and two, you have a guy that other people would want. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it's, it's kind of a circus around here this morning. There's a lot of media uh, here at the uh, headquarters on Airline Drive. And, okay, I get it. Um, and that's and that's what it is. But here's what we do know, um, by the way. John DeShazer, um, sitting right next to me here, earlier in the weekend this past, uh, said, let's get a sweep. And that's exactly what you got, J.D. The Pelicans won on Saturday at Dallas, and the Saints won yesterday against Atlanta. Both teams needing uh, that sweep. Pelicans needed uh, to win, and, and no less win on the road because they, their success has been at home, uh, have not done so well on the road, as we know. And to go to Dallas, even though Dallas isn't the old Dallas, you know, but still to win a road game in the NBA is never an easy thing, and especially in a venue where the Pelicans 
have not historically played particularly well. So to win that game and to win it the way they did, you know, to make a little bit of a comeback, uh, encouraging. And then the Saints go to Atlanta. And uh, after all the struggles this season, you know, one thing they didn't want to they didn't want to be a 10 loss team. Uh, Jari Evans said that last week. He was like, look, you know, the, one of the things we can hang our hat on is you know, I've been here 10 years and the worst we've been is seven and nine. And I don't want to be a 10 loss team. You know, I, I want to at least be able to say we're seven and nine and psychologically or whatever it is that that helps. You know, it helped. Uh, but for them to go to Atlanta and shut out the Falcons in the second half uh, and uh, and really come up with a couple of big, huge turnovers down the stretch uh, w- was big for this defense and to give you a good taste in your mouth going into the offseason. I mean, you're 7-9, you don't go to the playoffs, but they win three out of the last four, they win their last two, and that's something that they can at least psychologically say, hey, okay, we finished on a high note, can we roll that over in the next season? Is that momentum going to carry? I know a lot of players on this team point to Carolina from last year mm-hmm. how Carolina won I think their last three regular season games I think Carolina was four eight and one they end up going seven eight and one winning the division and they won the last three regular season games beginning here as a matter of fact and uh, with that three game winning streak and a lot of them look at them and say okay if Carolina can do it well why not us why not another team why can't we finish out the season strong and roll it over into the next season? We saw what Carolina has been able to do this season, 15-1, yeah. and one, uh, when the first 14. And so you hope that that momentum can carry over through the offseason. But, again, the team's going to be different. Um, you know, the locker room's going to change a bit. It might not change as overwhelmingly as it did last season, but certainly there will be changes. There are changes to the locker room, whether you're the Super Bowl champs or whether you got the number one overall pick. There are going to be some guys who were there, who aren't going to be there again. So how much is the locker room going to change, and can you carry that momentum over? And that's one of the things Drew Brees talked about was he believes the right core is in the locker room this year as opposed to finishing out last year. So can that core carry it over to 2016? Yeah, you make a great point about the Panthers, and I didn't think about that. Um, And in winning three of your last four, I thought it proved a lot about the character that these guys have been speaking of in being a pro, finishing the job, have a little pride in this thing, and uh, and like you said, having having the right feeling going to the off season. I I don't care what anybody says. Um, that means a lot, and I don't care what sport it is either. And and that's why maybe the whole Pelican start to this season has been a little bit of a mystery because you, you, even though you got swept in the first round by the eventual world champs on the basketball side, you should have had a good taste in your mouth going to the off season. Here's what we know. Well, first of all, we're going to talk about. Uh, the Pelicans win at Dallas a little bit later in the show. Hear from Norris Cole and Anthony Davis, two stars of that game. Um, what we do know about what the Saints have been up to this morning is is really it's somewhat routine, and we're going to share with you some, I think, thoughtful conversation as well from the final locker room session of this regular season. On the day after the regular season, players are required to come in. They get their stuff together. Uh, some you know last day of school type packing. They've got physicals. They had their last session with the media from 10.15 till 11 a.m. this morning. And then at 11 a.m. they had a team meeting, which is not out of the ordinary as well. Um, so that's what we know at this point. Um, and speaking of those conversations, those thoughtful conversations, uh, John and I both agree that what Teron Armstead had to say in the locker room today and Drew, Drew Brees as well is certainly worth putting into our podcast today. And we're going to share that with you in the next segment. We also know that the Saints win at the buzzer yesterday, and um, and you were there, J.D. What what about the game? You mentioned the two late turnovers. You mentioned pitching a shutout in the second half. 
And by the way, you did that without Stefan Anthony and Delvin Burrow, which was pretty remarkable thinking about old number 11 out there, Julio Jones and whatnot. What, what else about the game yesterday um, struck you most was, were, were the biggest pieces of the story? I think more than anything, I, you, you mentioned resilience. I mean, this team has had a chance to pack it in a couple of weeks ago, and, and they still didn't. And defensively, uh, well, offensively, Senio Kelamete started at left tackle, and he probably hadn't played left tackle that much since his senior year at Washington, which was 2011, I think it was. So Toronto Armstead can't play. Andres Pete can't play. But Senio Kelamete steps in, and he's able to go at left tackle. And I think we saw a lot of that from the Saints on yesterday where guys were kind of stepping in, and they were kind of, you know, playing out of position. Uh, the guy who makes the critical play uh, to, to put the Saints in position to win, safety, Jamarcus Sanford. Um, the guy who makes the game-winning kick was on the street. Kai Forbath was on the street earlier this year. Um, the guy who makes the three runs to get him in field goal position to steal the game and basically run out the clock, Tim Hightower. He was on the street about a month and a half ago. Uh, the guy who backed him up and had two great kickoff returns and some nice uh, catches in the past game, Travaris Cadet. He was on the street about two and a half weeks ago. So, I mean, you know, by the end of the season, it's a battle of attrition, and the Saints were out there with guys who who weren't with this team at the beginning of the season, who weren't with this team at midseason, who have to step in and fill in. Uh, Zach Streif went out for a brief period, and Tony Hills has to go in and play a couple of snaps. Uh, but yet, you know, they were able to, to fight through it and win it. And, again, the pitch a shutout on the road in the second half. And, you know, you can say – you mentioned Julio Jones. Julio Jones is the baddest dude on the planet when it comes to wide receiver. Julio Jones or Antonio Brown from Pittsburgh, one of those two guys you kind of toss them up. But Julio Jones is 1 or 1A. And to be able to, you know, keep him out of the end zone. Now, Julio put up some numbers. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Oh, yeah. He put up some numbers. But to be able to keep him out of the end zone and to be able to shut them out, you mentioned no, no Delvin Bro for – a good stretching and the best cornerback the Saints had this season. No Stephon Anthony, the rookie middle linebacker who played well beyond his years and was extremely effective all season long. To not have those guys in the pitch that shut out in the second half has to give the defense a great feeling in their mouth going into the offseason. A couple other notable uh, performances completed yesterday, um, and you tell me uh, the significance of them. Number one, Cam Jordan, double-digit sacks on the season with, I think, the one he had yesterday, correct? Yes. Okay. Notable or? I think it's notable for Cam. Well, one, it's notable statistically. I mean, you always, you know, consider guys elite pass rushes when they get to that double-digit figure. Mm -hmm. I mean, now, you know, is everybody going to be a J.J. Watt and get 20 or so? No. But when you get to that double-digit figure, it's it's significant. And two, for Cam, it's significant because Cam usually plays left end. So he's coming, you know, where the quarterback can see him. And the quarterback knows kind of, you know, how to avoid him. So for him to be able to put up 10, and he got four of them against the Falcons, by the way, <laughs> three in the first game. But for him to be able to put up 10 is a good psychological thing for him after signing the big extension in the offseason. Okay. And now you feel a little bit better about him justifying that money because we've seen the Saints, unfortunately, sign some guys to some extensions. Didn't work out quite as well, but Cam you know, turns out to be a, a team captain and turns out to be a leader on the field. Okay. Uh Wide receivers, Brandon Cooks and Willie Sneed both eclipsed 1,000 yards. Well, Willie Sneed didn't quite make it. Oh. He fell 16 short, 16, 16 short. yards okay. short, and, and Brandon Cooks did go over. But Brandon Cooks, you know, he said he was going to make a jump, right? Didn't yep. he? he said he was going to make mm-hmm. a jump. He made a jump. In the second half of the season especially. Yeah, he yeah. made a jump. Now, he only played 10 games as a rookie, but he had 550 receiving yards. 
he doubled that. He more than doubled that this season. Uh, went over a thousand yards, and he came. He became Drew Brees' main target. And in a season where Marcus Colston slows down, uh, is injured, and isn't quite the guy that he he has been in the past for the Saints, Brandon Cooks steps out as the number one receiver. And as you mentioned, especially in the second half of the season, you could see the chemistry b- between he and Drew Brees kind of blossom. And so him having that thousand yards is huge. And Willie Sneed, you know, yeah, he finishes 16 yards shy. But for a guy from his humble beginnings to be what he is now, to be counted upon, now the Saints have two guys you know rock solid at receiver going into the future. You're talking about two second-year guys who can really, really do it. So now you just got to build a couple of pieces around them. You know, so to have those two guys put up those kind of seasons, you know, we expected that out of Brandon. Brandon Cooks is a first-round draft pick. He was the fastest guy at the kind. We didn't know if he could be a complete receiver. We know he could run fast. We didn't know if he could be a complete receiver and run all the routes in the route tree. Well, we found out he can do that. And Willie Sneed, a guy who anybody could have had, another guy anybody could have had to come 16 yards shy of 1,000, it's pretty huge for him. No doubt about that. And then last but not least, Drew Brees. I, I, uh, I am like most around here, pretty, I wouldn't say in awe, well, maybe. Uh, what he did this season, after the dip last year, to take care of the football like he did this year, to lead the NFL in passing yards this year, despite missing a full game, by the way, and playing hurt on two different occasions over stretches this season, um, it, it, it is amazing. And, and look, it's a topic of conversation today about this, that, and the other. I, and, and I'm not going to comment or hem haw on everything else over what should be done or not done with his contract or anything else. I just want to focus on what he did in this regular season well, to lead the Saints to the second-best offense in the NFL. Uh, look, you tell me what you want. You tell me that you can find something better than what we just saw. Are you kidding me? Well, uh, now I'll say something about his contract. I, I think people I, – I, I don't know if, if the populace has gotten a, a little bit spoiled, I think, because – He's had so many great seasons here that I think people kind of take it for granted. So when you hear people say, well, it's time for Breeze to move on. It's time for the Saints to move away from Breeze. It's time for the Saints to see if they can get something for Breeze. And you, you, the, my reply is something that I, I can't say here because it's, it's, it's like, you know, how stupid can you be? You get, you get one of these guys every generation maybe. You know, you get one of these guys. And this guy can still play. It's not like his performance has dipped to the still point. Still play? Yeah. Lead the league. Yeah. So it's not like he's dipped to the point where it's like, you know what, man, they're just, oh, just oh, let's just give him a good goodbye. No, this guy looks like when he says he can play to his 45, I don't know if he can go that far. But let me tell you something. He's closer to 45 than he is to 25. I can tell you that. And he's playing extremely well. So for him to have the kind of season he had shows, you know, the kind of player he is and the kind of guy who's not going to rest on his laurels. Uh, when Drew Brees hurt his foot against Detroit, people were saying, you know, well, the Saints ought to sit him down, let Garrett Grayson get some stats in the last two games, see what they have. That's an insult. <laughs> that is an insult to every guy in that locker room because, you know, as Zach Street says, we don't give a rat's behind about draft picks and that kind of stuff. We're here to win. You know, <laughs> we ain't going out there so this guy can get some snaps that he really hadn't earned or this kind of thing. We're out there to win, and we want the guy who gives us the best chance to win. When you got Drew Brees – you got a chance, and that's the way the NFL is now. If you have an elite quarterback, you have a chance. The Saints 
have a chance. You know, Brandon Cooks got, you know, his 1,000 yards. Willie Sneed comes close to 1,000 yards. Ben Watson has a career year at tight end at 35 years of age. Those are byproducts of playing alongside Drew Brees and in this offense because Drew can still do it. So when people say, you know, well, they ought to take a salary cut, you know what? Drew Brees' salary hadn't kept this team from doing anything they wanted to do. They've been able to sign free agents. They've been able to sign the draft classes. Now, have all the signings been, you know, A1-plus worked out? No. No. But what has that had to do with Drew Brees? Nothing. That hadn't had Nothing. anything to do with Drew and his salary. Right. So, look, when people say that, you know, you want to tell them, you know what? Shut your mouth and know your role, as The Rock used to say. Shut your mouth and know your role because, <laughs> you don't, obviously, you don't know what you're talking about right here because <laughs> some guys, you know, you can say some guys are overpaid in every sport. You can say, you know, he didn't earn his, he didn't earn his, you know, God, they need to do something about that. Well, you know, for my money, Drew Brees earns his, and he has done it since he's been here. They'll figure something out. Yeah, they always do. To make the, yeah. Yeah, they always do. I led you right into a hot take there at the end, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You did. Okay. Because I've heard, I've heard that a lot, and, uh, and, and, it, and it kind of it, it ticks me off when you hear people say, you know, a good player shouldn't get what he's getting. There are plenty enough guys who are getting great money who aren't performing to the level of their contracts. Pick on them, but don't pick on the guy who's leading the league. No. Look, when you're seven and nine, there's plenty of things to be critical there's about. There's plenty of things to be critical about. When you're the second he, worst defense. But he ain't one of them. Be critical yeah, about it. Yeah, he ain't one of them. But if you want to be an elite team in the NFL, you have to have elite players. Yeah. One of which is that quarterback. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. Look, um, yeah, there's a lot of things that are going to happen in this offseason. Golly. I don't envy the guys up the, up the stairs and down the hall and to the right from Studio B. Um, but I'll leave it to them to try and figure this out. And, and what we'll do is this. Um, as this progresses, starting perhaps even as early as this afternoon, I don't think so, but um, we'll, we'll evaluate, comment, share thoughts. Yeah. But, but to sit here and insinuate and – and uh, ruminate and everything else. Yeah, no it's, thanks. It's you know it's you know until something happens, it's rumor Monday. As yeah. I said, I mean you know we've okay. we've had some firings and some changes in the NFL already. Those we know rock solid. Uh, there are expectations, you know, whether it's you know with with the Giants or or with you know or with Indianapolis or whatever. Those are you know, all of it is rumor until it becomes fact. All right, let's enjoy two big wins over the weekend. Saints win over the Falcons. Pelicans over Dallas. We'll talk Pelicans in Dallas coming up. Those two, by the way, play each other again on Wednesday. And when we come back from this uh, first time out, which we're long overdue for, <laughs> we'll get right to locker room sound from this morning. Drew Brees and Toronto. Your New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to unwind with your buds by scoring the Guys Night Out six-pack. Presented by Fulton Alley. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four beers. Plus, Fulton Alley's throwing in a free game of bowling, all for as low as $50. Take flight with the next Guys Night Out on Wednesday, January 6th against the Dallas Mavericks. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guys Night Out today. 
Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. New Orleans, get ready for WWE Monday Night Raw, televised live worldwide from Smoothie King Center, Monday night, January 11th, featuring the return of Brock Lesnar. Plus, you'll see John Cena, Roman Reigns, Demon Kane, The Lunatic Fringe, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, The Divas, and many more in action. Don't wait. Great seats are available now at the box office and Ticketmaster. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Fresh stuff for you now here in our second segment from the Saints locker room this morning. Hey, before you go, the mood in the locker room this morning? Um, obviously disappointment, 7-9. and nine, uh, So you're not going to the playoffs, which and they came into this, into this season with expectations. And also the knowledge that the locker room is going to change. This is the last time these guys will be playing together as this collective unit. Uh, there will be additions. There will be uh, um, subtractions. So this team won't be completely the same. Now, the core guys, of course, will probably be around. Yeah, uh, I got the feeling that they believe there's something to build on here. Yeah, I yes. mean, yeah, they, yeah. they feel like that's a solid foundation. I mean, I, I think they feel like, really, you get the feeling, if you talk to these guys, they feel more like it's 2006 than last year. Now, 2006 was, you know, 2006 was a season that jumped out of nowhere. I don't think... In their wildest dreams, they thought in Sean Payton's first year they were going to win 10 games and go to the NFC Championship game. Now, the next two years, I think they were 7-9, 8-8. and, eight and eight. They probably thought it was going to be more along those lines mm-hmm. and then make the jump as opposed to jumping out of the gate and then sliding back down. Right. Well, I think they think they're at that 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight spot right now, and then they're going to make that jump to where they were in 0-9, 10, and 11 where they were, you know, 13-game winners and 11-game winners and things like that. I think they believe they're right there. Okay. Um, Drew Brees never speaks on Monday, but today he does, and it's yours in the Black and Blue Report. There's a lot of people wondering about you and Sean. Can you shed any light on that? <laughs> no, I can't. I mean, I've been here for a while this morning, got my physical, all that stuff, but um, mainly just, you know, seeing the guys and hanging out in the locker room a little bit for the last time for a while. Um, but, uh, I mean, again, I, I've, I've voiced this for the last few weeks. I mean, I'm – very hopeful that uh, you know we're all going to be here and, and we're going to you know prepare ourselves to make a run at it here over the next few years. So you have a good feeling about it? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Do you base that on some real knowledge or just being an optimist? No, nah, being an optimist, um, but just uh, just knowing what the mindset was you know a year ago in regards to building, not rebuilding, but building you know uh, the foundation for you know, what would allow us the opportunity to make a run at it in the future, and that's um, getting guys here that have great character, toughness, love to compete, love football, and love being around each other. And I feel like we have that. And I know that didn't result in, um, uh, you know, a playoff season this year, but I feel like it's kind of setting the tone for what could be success in the future. You guys are kind of a relationship like you have. Isn't that kind of an inherent risk in uh, starting over? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you talk, yeah, uh, well, I mean, sure, sure. Um, again, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know all the scenarios, you know. I mean, I, 
I, uh, I just feel like we're, you know, it's been 10 years, right? Um, and there's, there's been, you know, I guess ebbs and flows, but I mean, it was, it was, it was this trajectory for a long time, you know, and then I, I think last year, and we've talked about this, felt like that was the first time it just, it dipped, you know, and, um, but then, but now we're back on this trajectory again, and you could argue, well, where's the starting place of that trajectory? Is it a little bit lower than it has been, or are we really, you know, about to make a jump? And I feel like we're about to make a jump, and I feel like Sean is a big part of that. Um, I hope that I'm a big part of that. You know, I know there's guys in this locker room that are going to be a big part of that, but there's always those question marks every off season, especially you know the day after. You guys needed to make significant locker room changes last year. How much this year? No, I mean that's. I, I think that that a lot of that was resolved from last year to this year, and I mean, I, I think I think it's obvious that we need to make some improvements, you know, in areas that are going to help us, you know, consistently win more games. Um, you know, I mean, we, uh, you know, you come off a seven and nine season and obviously, hey, where, where, where are we lacking? Where, where do we need to get better? You know, what more can we do? And I think that that's kind of the evaluation process that takes place here over the next few weeks, two months. And then you think about, you know, obviously the draft and, you know, free agency and, and all those things. <laughs> There's always guys that you might lose, and then there's guys that you gain, and you know. But I think the core, the core is is, is part of that foundation that you that, that is is your success moving forward. If they if they came to you, if they came to you and asked you to extend, you'd certainly be amenable to that, right? Absolutely, yes, absolutely. So, if you uh, finish your career here in a few years and you don't make another Super Bowl, would, would you be satisfied? I guess that what you've accomplished and what y'all have accomplished, or would you have any regrets? No, no, I wouldn't have any regrets. You, you know, and and um, I feel like if if obviously the goal is to, as it is every year, is to put yourself in a position to make the playoffs and make a run at it and win win a championship, win a world championship. And we've done that before. That was with a completely different team. You know, I mean, there's very very few guys here that were part of that team. So the next team that does that will it will have been a completely new process. You know, it's not like you won them back-to-back -back with a lot of the same guys. Or you won two over the course of three years with a lot of the same guys. I mean, it would be a completely different group of guys, which is part, part of the fun. It's part of the challenge, but it's part of the fun. Talking about how good this locker room is, even in the offseason, does this stuff with Sean, can it disrupt it? No, I mean, I don't think it disrupts it. I mean, it, this is, I think we know this, we've got, We've got uh, great decision makers in this organization, from Sean all the way up to Mickey and Mr. Benson, and um, there's no knee-jerk reactions. You know, there are well-thought-out decisions. There's uh, a plan that is put in place, and typically that's everybody getting together and coming up with that plan and then executing that plan together. Um, there's not decisions being made behind closed doors, excluding certain others. I mean, it's, it's a team, it's a team deal. And so whatever decisions are made, I think we all know that it's in the best interest of the team. And once that decision is made, man, we're full steam ahead with that. And so we'll see what happens here over the next however long. And then once the plan is put in place, man, here we go, full steam ahead. To, to those of us who, who, who think that it, he might have a hard time leaving you, that you guys are kind of like Siamese twins, like connected, would that 
do you do you feel that he would have a hard time leaving you? I mean, <laughs> obviously we have a strong relationship and a strong bond. Um, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily know all the circumstances uh, at play here, um, and so we'll, we'll kind of see how that shakes out. But, um, I mean, uh, we obviously have a strong, strong relationship. Drew, we were hammering you with a lot of questions this offseason about, uh, you know, do you want to prove that you're not in decline and things like that after last year. How do you feel about the season you put together, especially considering the injuries you fought through? How do you feel? <laughs> pretty, pretty solid. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, it could always be better. Um, you know, dealing with the shoulder earlier in the year was, you know, obviously we, we, I've had, just like any, anybody who plays this game, a lot of things over my career that, you know, potentially could have sidelined you. you got to fight through, you got to battle through, you know, never having missed a game. So that was, that was difficult just to absorb that fact at the time. Um, but um, felt like responded well. You know, from that, um, just the way that my body felt, the way my body responded, just kind of my plan for rehab and mindset and all those things. And so that, you know, that for me, I mean, as you get older, I think, you know, one of the things that comes with the aging process is people say, you know, you're, you're not going to recover as fast. But, you know, I, I felt like, I mean, I've said it many times, I feel like there's nothing I can't do now that I couldn't do, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And that includes my recovery. And I think a lot of that has to do with the people that I have around me, the people in our training room, the, um, my routine, and just, you know, all those things. So I, I said it before, as long as I'm having fun, can stay healthy, playing at a high level, and, you know, gonna, you're going to battle through these things throughout your career, I'm, I'm going to play as long as I can. All right, that's Saints quarterback Drew Brees, obviously from this morning's final locker room session of the regular season. And here now are some final thoughts on the season and the moment uh, from, um, well, dynamite tackle. That's Teron Armstead. Settle into the realization that the season's over now? Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, exit day, exit physicals is tough. Um, I mean, coming to the reality that some of these guys you will, probably won't see again. So, uh yeah, it's not a, not a fun day in the business. How about Sean Payton? Well, you just missed him. He was just right up there on ESPN. Um, everybody's highly touted that all these jobs across the league want him. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I want him. I, want, I would love for Coach to, to stay. I'm pretty sure that he would love to be in New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans means everything to him, and he means everything to the city. So I definitely want him to be here. Has, has he addressed the team about it at all? We haven't met at 11. What do you expect? How do you expect that meeting to go, I guess? I expect him to be here. I expect it to go like my first two seasons. What, you said you didn't know for sure whether you would require any additional surgery or anything. Has, you'll, that's still to come? Yeah, I go see uh, the doctor that did the original uh, the end of this week. And who, who is that? Dr. Cooper, Dan Dr. Cooper. Cooper. Yep. How difficult was it for you to function these last couple of months? Uh, it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge being limited um, athletically, not being able to use my speed in certain areas of the game. So it's been a challenge, but I tried to do the best I possibly could to do my job and help the team. <clears throat> How much pride do you guys take in injuries on the line, injuries to Drew Brees, ended up being the number one uh, passing <laughs> yardage leader yet again this uh, this season? I mean, when we're out there, we try to we try to play like we're not injured. I mean... Sometimes it shows. 
sometimes it shows, but we try to do our job and try to be the best. Like We set out to be the best offense in the NFL, so that's what we're trying to do. Hard to tell after 7-9 and nine and the injuries, but did, yeah. did you have the growth you wanted this season? It seemed like some good reviews outward about the, the, the play you put out there in film. I feel like I made some positive steps. Uh, I got better in some areas consistently. Um, I, I still have a ton of work to do, which I plan on getting to in the offseason. As soon as I can get healthy and back running, I think I'm going to... Um, Keep trying to progress. It's on your tweet, but could you expand on your thoughts about how Senio played yesterday? Senio balled. <laughs> it was locks out there. He was uh, it was great, man. It was great watching Senio. Uh, the guys missed everything. He played six positions: left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle, and tight end. I mean, it's a very, very valuable guy. I mean, Senio um, has a ton of trust in Senio. The whole team does respect him. Uh, he just he he's a pro. He just did what he had to do. All right, two good ones there for you. More, of course, at NewOrleansSaints.com. Uh, before we get to basketball in our next segment, real quick, we do know at least who the Saints will play next year. We don't know when uh, the Saints will play these particular teams, but a couple of uh, teams that jump out outside the division, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, the St. Louis Rams, the San Francisco 49ers, um, uh, the Detroit Lions are back on the schedule, I want to say, mm-hmm. and the New York football Giants, who I think will probably have a different head coach next year yeah AFC. see i said i wasn't going to do that yeah, exactly. i just did Got but an afc west schedule next yeah year. what do you so, think about that so the uh san diego slash los angeles slash carson california oh and seattle's coming uh, here yeah seattle yeah. comes here and that'll, you, you you're gonna like that one obviously jimmy graham you know showing up and and that secondary uh certainly want to play uh arizona again because arizona you know handed it to the saints in the season opener pretty much even though that game was a little bit tight down the stretch, and then they, you know, they, they scored. Well, they scored the last touchdown with like two, three minutes left, and you know, it but didn't feel that way. No, though. it didn't. It, yeah, it didn't. It didn't feel good. So you're gonna want to play them well because they're the top team, you know, in the NFC West and one of the top teams in the NFC. So, you know, a really, really good schedule looking like. Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right, we'll take a quick break. Pelicans win over the Mavericks on Saturday night, uh, a nice road win, and we'll hear from Norris Cole and Anthony Davis in just a moment. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Join your New Orleans Pelicans Friday, January 8th at 7 p.m. at the Smoothie King Center when the Indiana Pacers battle your New Orleans Pelicans. Come out and celebrate Superhero Night. The first 8,000 in attendance will receive a Pelican Superhero poster. Come dressed as your favorite superhero and you can enter our costume contest to have a chance to win great prizes. Tickets start as low as $21, so don't miss out on any of the action. And call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. 
We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Pelicans are practicing today. They're getting ready for a Wednesday game against the Dallas Mavericks. It's a strange season series this year between these two division teams. Earlier this season, it was a home-and-home with the Mavericks. They split. Uh, And here again for the Pelicans, it's a home-and-home with the Mavericks. And then the season series will be over. The good news is the Pelicans are in a position here to win the season series thanks to a 105-98 win at uh, American Airlines Center this past Saturday night. Great defense in the fourth quarter. Norris Cole started for an injured Tyreek Evans and recorded his first double-double of the season at 16 points and a career-high 12 rebounds. And Anthony Davis, after a little urging from head coach Alvin Gentry in the second half, turned it on and uh, finished with 31-14. and 14. So a very nice win for the Pelicans, who again come home for a game on Wednesday and then a game on Friday, and more on the schedule this week in just a moment. But first, uh, one of our stars of the game, uh, Norris Cole, following the Pelicans' win on Saturday. And Norris Cole is joining us courtside. Norris, I'm way up top. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me okay. Very good. Congratulations on a great win here tonight, Norris. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Your first start of the season is also your first double-double. And the rebound you grabbed on Wesley Matthews' miss there in the final 10 seconds is a career-high 12th rebound tonight. Oh, and then, by the way, you hit two free throws to ice it. I'd say it's a pretty good night at the office for Norris Cole. Oh, yes, sir. It's a great night. Anytime, you know, we can come on the road and get a win, you know, in our division, you know, and play the way we played. We held them under 100 points. You know, that's, that's a, that's a big-time win for us. I interviewed you at Shootaround this morning, and I walked away thinking, boy, I hope I just didn't jinx Norris by talking about how good he's been playing here of late. Well, you backed it up, and you kept it going tonight, didn't you? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm glad I'm playing at a high level and can contribute to a win. That's, that's what it's all about, you know, playing to your potential, you know, and helping the team get wins. And I'm glad we got a big road game tonight. What was the key in the second half? I know it was a tight game there for a while. You guys go up by 12. They come back. What really wins the game for you collectively, Norris? Well, when they went on that run and we called a timeout, we were able to re- and then we were able to sustain that. Um, we knew that they were going that and then go on the run of our own and then continue that level of play. And down the stretch, defensively, I think we did a good job defending the ball. Even though Dirk made some tough shots, you know, we defended well and then we closed it out with a rebound and then was able to execute on the other end. What was said in the timeout? What are those conversations like for you guys right now? Well, just execute our coverages. Execute our coverages, contest, and then finish the possession out with a rebound. And then on the other end, we had to make sure we get good quality shots, especially on the road. Because as you see, you know, home teams can go on the run. So, you know, we were able to do that, you know, and Drew, Drew closed, it, closed it out in the fourth quarter. Him and AD had a big fourth quarter for us, and we were able to close them out. Doris, you got three days now between games, um, and, and that seems like a long break for the way that the season's uh, taking place so far. Is this a good spot here to have three days between games? Well, anytime, anytime you get some days, they're not really days off, but anytime you get some time off, you know, you take advantage of it. You know, you get your body right, get in the weight room, get treatment, you know, practice and work on our habits, you know, so that we can put forth a good effort the next time we step on the court. Yeah, by the way, the next time you step on the court is against the same team. What do you think that'll be like on Wednesday? Uh, well, <laughs> we're, we're expecting a good challenge. We expect them to come, you know, trying to get a win, to get this win back. But, you know, I think we're going to be up for the challenge. You know, and we'll be ready and see how it goes. Nice night tonight, Norris. As always, I appreciate your time, and I really enjoyed watching you play tonight. Appreciate that. Go Pills. And then, of course, Anthony Davis had a thing or two to say, all in a positive way um, after the game in the uh, locker room. We just we got that type of relationship, you know, with everybody on this team. You know, he, like you said, he felt like I was 
you know, coach the game in, you know. There's guys on him, he don't care who you are, what you make, and whatever, you know, he gonna, he gonna get on you and, um, you know, I just took it to another level. Things the coach is talking about, the Achilles heel, this team has been executing down the stretch. Talk about the success that you guys had tonight and how much of a confidence builder that is for this team to get through something like this. Well, we, we executed well down the stretch tonight. Um, you know, guys stepped up, made big shots, kept running the play for Ryan. And they kept switching, so we just kept going to them. Kept getting fouled, going to the line, making free throws. So, um, you know, in the past, we wouldn't execute guys in the wrong spot, but we did a great job tonight, and um, they kind of had to help us get the win. So good stuff. Uh, the Pelicans, by the way, in their last 10 games are now 5-5. Five and five. Not great, but better, to say the least. And now, after playing really the hardest schedule in the NBA, especially November, but really for the first two months of the season, the Pelicans, quote-unquote on paper, will have the easiest schedule in the NBA in the month of January, other than a West Coast road trip, a ton of home games, again, starting on Wednesday against the Dallas Mavericks. When we come back, Daniel Salerson will jump into the conversation real quick, and uh, I think we have another uh, Monday uh, visit from the Pelicans dance team, and I've got some news about dominoes as well. Stay with us. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy text alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back. Final segment here of a very long, but uh, I think a good Black and Blue Report today. We got to hear from a lot of folks. Thanks to Teron Armstead and Drew Brees for their time this morning. Uh, great to hear from Norris Cole and Anthony Davis after that Pelicans win on Saturday. Hey, with the Saints winning yesterday and obviously scoring, um, you score at Domino's. Domino's will give 50% off all large pizzas and menu price. Today only, all you have to do is enter the promo code SAINTS at dominoes.com. Offer valid online only and at select Domino's locations. So with the Pelicans win on Saturday night, you had 50% off uh, large pizzas at Domino's yesterday. You get it again today. And then if the Pelicans win on Wednesday, we'll have it again on Thursday. Outstanding. There's a couple of different Domino's uh, selections. I may have to mix it up a little bit. We'll see about that. Uh, as we mentioned, a Monday visit here from the Pelicans dance team. Tremera is in studio with us this morning. She and Daniel have been over there talking a little bit about uh, her visit today. And and uh, Daniel, I'm I'm hoping that uh, you'll ask Tremera about this week's Pelicans planner. All right, Tremera. So uh, New Year is here, 2016. Yes. Let's start off with New Year's resolutions. Do you have any uh, for this new year? Um, my New Year's resolution this year, well, actually I actually have two. Okay. 
One is to not indulge in double stuffed Oreos. Okay. Oh, those are so good, though. I know. But then <laughs> you get addicted, and yep. then, you know, I have to wear a two-piece a lot of times, so can't have it just sitting in my stomach. Okay. And my second one is to uh, get patience. Patience. Because I am usually, like, a hothead, so I just react quickly instead of just thinking about it. So now I just want to get patience this year. So I'm going to work on that. Okay. Those are good. What about yours? I don't even know yet. I haven't even thought about it. Um, I want to say the the cliche of exercising more and eating right. But those usually go by the wayside by February. So I need to actually sit down and do some like two or three good ones. Right. I think I'm going to wait a little bit and come up with some good ones before I just do the normal ones and then kind of get rid of those early. So Understandable. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about the uh, New Year's Eve game um, against the Clippers. Unfortunately, the Pelicans lost to the Clippers 95-89, but I think what a lot of people are talking about is the halftime performance yes. with the Pelicans dance team and Swoop Troop, and I believe the senior dance team, yeah, mini Pelicans, drummers, Pelicans, the drum line. So what went behind that performance, and how long did it take to prepare and rehearse, and how did that come about? Um, Ashley and the two captains, me and Bree, we kind of sat down and we – Wanted to figure out a good halftime show that we wanted to do this year. And, we, you know, every year we want to top the previous year. So we thought about the hottest songs in 2015 mm-hmm. because there were some good songs. Yeah. So we finalized on that one, and we just wanted to incorporate all of our entertainment teams. You know, like you said, the senior dance team, the Pelicans, the French Quarter Flyers, Swoop Troop, and the PDT. So... We, we had to sit down and really think about, okay, what songs could we really do? Because, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of There's good lot. ones. And we needed to make sure they all blended well with each mm-hmm. other. And we just started making up choreography for it. And I think it took us maybe, I want to say, four or five days. Not in the same week, but just to, like, rehearse and mm-hmm. kind of get it together so all of our transitions ran smoothly and this has been the halftime show that people cannot stop talking yeah. about. And we definitely take pride in that because Absolutely. not a lot of times do people realize what happens behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And we were just kind of running around, like making sure everybody was together and in their place. So we are so happy that it came off a success. So it takes like a two or three weeks to come about with all this, with the choreography, the music. All the rehearsals yeah. for six minutes, seven minutes worth of yeah. halftime. It's a lot of it's a lot of uh, dedication and a lot of planning for it. Yeah, and everybody was just so enthusiastic about being there mm-hmm. and wanting to pull this off. So that made our jobs a little bit easier because everybody wanted to be there and wanted to be a part of this. So we were just so happy that everyone loved it. No doubt about it. Of course, you're here on a Monday, which means a Pelicans planner. Uh, for the whole week, we got two games Wednesday and yes. Friday. What should we know about this week with the two home games? Wednesday, we play the Dallas Mavericks mm-hmm. again. So hopefully we can pull off another win. Yep. But here in the Smoothie King Center mm-hmm. and Friday, we play the Indiana Pacers and it's superhero night. Yep. So 
dance team definitely has a cute little dance okay. that we've been working on Very for nice. superhero night i'm not gonna tell you about it you never do anyway so i, I, I stopped asking because you don't ever <laughs> tease anything but that's good we like I to be know. surprised i have to keep you wanting and waiting for exactly. it exactly that's okay and the first eight thousand fans will get a pelicans team superhero poster nice. that i think i kind of saw a little sneak preview of it and it's really really cute okay so everyone needs to come out Friday. Does that yes. mean everyone, all the dance team members are going to be in a superhero costume for most of the night? Or is that a tease as well? I don't know. Okay. You'll have to wait for that one. Do you have a favorite superhero? Are you a big superhero kind of girl? I am a fan of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. All right. Just because I feel like she can do it all. She can. That's and a good one. I, yeah. I would have to go with Wonder Woman. That's good. I'm not, I've never been like a big comic person but i think batman would be my choice if i ever had to do hmm. superhero there's just so many though to choose from i know and they i feel like they just keep coming out with them they do although you can never get rid of like the old original ones mm -hmm. but the supermans right Batman's, spider-man's all those. right well good deal anything else we should know about pelicans planner wise just wednesday and friday two big games so you guys got some work to do two more home games in january is a big month for you guys it uh, is eight home games y'all gonna be busy it is. We, but we're ready for it. We're ready to take it on. And everyone can still vote for NBA All-Star. Yes. We want Anthony Davis to be one of the starters, and he's six in the NBA. So we really, really have to keep voting for him. Um, you can find out all details on how to vote on pelicans.com. So we definitely need our hometown man to get in. Yep, absolutely. Use the hashtag NBA vote. You can vote, I believe, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any possible social media you can imagine vote for anthony davis good call there chimera uh chimera thanks for the time happy monday thank you same to you thanks all right guys thank you very much crowded studio be here on this monday and why not uh thanks to daniel salerson chimera you too john de there's almost not enough chairs for everybody in here today it got a little tight yeah you know chimera could stand to drop a pound or two i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding Boy. i could stand to drop a, a chimera sized pound probably I don't know how to get out of that. I'm you sorry, Samira. Yeah. It's okay. She can't smack me, though. She's a long way away. It's yeah. a small room, but she's exactly. a long way away. <laughs> Tremera and the Pelicans dance team will be looking much better than JD come Wednesday when Probably. the Pelicans host the Dallas I don't Mavericks. Know. You never know what I'm wearing Wednesday. You, you <laughs> stop. <laughs> Guys, Night Out Six Pack by Fulton Alley available on Wednesday. Uh, we've got a great group promotion on Wednesday as well. If you get your group to the game, on Wednesday, and uh, do so in the lower bowl. Everybody in the group gets a replica Anthony Davis jersey. Very cool. Pelicans.com for more information. And, of course, starting today, as it is back into the work week, uh, 525 Hoop, 504 area code there. Yeah, the work week. A regular work week. The holidays are over. The regular season of the NFL, unfortunately, is over. We'll talk more this week about the upcoming weekend in the NFL playoffs, and uh, we'll also continue our conversation about the Pelicans and their homestand this week as well. That'll do it. That'll do it. Stay with NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com, as always, 24-7 for the best coverage on your two favorite teams. For everybody here in Studio B, I'm Sean Kelly. We'll see you next time here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.